radical life. Got a song going through my head this morning. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Can you sing that with me? The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Early in the morning. There you go. The song, The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round. The reason why it's going through my head is Robin has been wanting to delve into the story of the bus. The bus. Radical Life Support Teen Rescue owned a bus back in the day. And when I think of the bus, I think of things like Pony Express. Mm. Something that, as time goes on, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> it just gets longer and longer. Pony Express only lasted about a year and a half. That was the whole life. You would have thought it was just You would have years. thought. I've asked many people over the years, when they think of the Pony Express, how long would they have thought it was in business? Number one answer, 100 years. Mm-hmm. Number one answer, the impression that people have is that the Pony Express, because we talked about it, it's it's in our cultural you know, stories, it's folklore, it's unique. It served a purpose for all of 16 months, I believe it was, yeah. 16 to 18 months, something like that. We have been on the trail yeah, of the Pony Express going through Nebraska. We've stopped at one of the stations yeah. where the riders would stop and, you know, refuel, mm-hmm. uh, pick up posts, you know, whatever it was that they were expressing across country, they would stop and pick up, drop off. The life of the Pony Express only lasted, I said, like about a year and a half. Same with the bus. The bus, uh, a Team Rescue's bus, it was a 1956 GMC Scenic Cruiser. The a life coach. Of coach bus yeah. is what it was. It was, you know, owned at one time by you know, the company Greyhound. Okay. And it transported passengers cross country. And mm-hmm. I've seen it in movies. I've seen the, the 56 scenic cruiser. I've seen it in my favorite movie, Rudy. Mm-hmm. There's a quick, like a three second shot of, of a bus as he's got done with a conversation with his father at the bus station. Right. He gets on a bus. At that point, you can't tell what kind of bus yet because you're just seeing him going to the door of a bus, and then right. the bus is pulling away. And for about three seconds of the movie, you see a '56 Scenic Cruiser. You hear the you hear the engine, which is so distinct, and you see the bus pull away, which is again so distinct. There is no other bus that looks like it. Just the shape of the bus configuration. It's you step up into it, you know, two three steps up into the bus, then you walk for about 12 feet. Into the bus, and then it goes up another two, mm-hmm. three steps. And then you're into the upper yeah, it looks level. Yeah, like it's tiered. Right, it's a tier. So it's very unique. The bus was found by one of our team members of Teen Rescue back in fall of 1991, Jeremy Sell, who to this day, I believe Jeremy Sell still sells cells. He sells cells? He sells cell, cell phones. Yeah, oh, cell phones. Yeah, last time I talked to him, I says, is it true, Jeremy? Are you really selling cellular telephones? He goes, yeah, I am. I go, well, you became your name. <laughs> Jeremy right. sells cells. <laughs> so Jeremy Sell, he found, he was a young man, mm-hmm. you know, probably 19, 20 years old, traveling with Teen Rescue. He was our sound man. He was our, you know, he loved the gear. He could throw gear over his shoulder like nobody else. And he would drive the bus eventually because he yeah. found it. Yeah. He found the bus. And I believe it was uh, Fargo, North Dakota is mm. where the bus was found. He went up there and he purchased this bus. And, what kind of condition was uh, it? Well, you know, for 1956, this <laughs> was 1991. We felt it was in pretty good condition and we were told it had a brand new engine in it, so mm-hmm. hey, away we went. We handed the, the folks their money and 
started it up and, and drove it back to Minneapolis. And about a week later, it's in my driveway and, and it's in the 33-inch snowstorm. Uh, so I've got pictures of the bus with me standing in the driveway uh, with another young man. And, and then behind us is the bus. And there was only a dusting of snow on the ground at the time, but eventually it was 33 inches. Mm. So the bus was uh, completely engulfed in snow. It had almost three feet of snow piled up on the so top of it. So it wasn't going anywhere. Well, not until some snow. <laughs> so the bus, you know, that's how we acquired the bus. We, you know, he found it probably in one of these bus trader magazines. Right. And that's how it was found, purchased the bus. How had you been traveling prior to that? Oh, my, oh, my. Well, of course, for the three years... The, the majority of, of the beginnings of Team Rescue, we had an ambulance. We right. traveled in the, uh, the Chevrolet ambulance that we had purchased. So, which I understand wasn't very comfortable. Well, no, there, no, no, ambulances yeah. are not. So, uh, this, no the thought of this would be that it would be very comfortable. Yeah. It was, it was set up for everything. You know, mm-hmm. it, it had bedrooms, it had bathroom, it had, you know, it had, uh, you know, very nice, uh, Climbing seats in it. I mean, mm. it was it was set up to travel. A band had owned it and traveled in it. Oh, I see. So we picked it up okay. from them, and then the, our journey, Teen Rescue's journey of the bus began. It's like all vehicles. Vehicles all all break down, and especially we, older ones. Especially older ones. This one had its breakdowns. There's never a cheap fix on, on a bus. No. Never. Uh, we were traveling in a, an older van at the time. And if you had an alternator, a generator, a battery go out, something. You just pull over and, you know, fork over 50 to 100 bucks and away you go. Right. Down the road. It doesn't happen that way with the bus. <laughs> First of all, you got to find somebody willing to work on a bus. Yeah. Then when they say to you, now, you're not driving a Ford van. Yeah. This is, this is a bus cost. This right. And you traveled like out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, we were always. Many in, times. So. We were always. In the yeah. So, of course, when it broke down, it was in the middle of nowhere. Jumping right straight to the exciting part of the bus. Or should I say, not so exciting, but jumping to the, the bigger part of the story. I had a dream one. I had a dream that, because the bus would list. Okay, it would list. It would, <laughs> to the side. it would usually list to the right, I believe. And that's because it was it was on airbags. Basically, at air shocks, airbags. Basically, that that's what you know when you start the engine up, these airbags fill up and it brings the bus to to uh, level. Okay. Which you did a very good job. The airbags were actually in very good shape mm-hmm. and they worked very well. But when they, when you shut the bus off and the air began to seep from the airbags, from the shocks, it always listed to the right. Okay. Uh, uh, greatly. To the first. right. Okay. To the right. The right ones would always go first and uh-huh. then the left ones would eventually release their air. But when it would list to the right, there were people that would pull over <laughs> and, and say to us, is that going to, is that bus going to tip over? <laughs> I mean, they were afraid. Right. I mean, so we'd pull that bus up in front of our house there in the town that we were living in at the time. And, with Team Rescue, we were, you know, we'd pull it up to the curb, and there it would be parked, you know, overnight. You know, we'd pull it up, come in late from doing the school in the area, and we would pull the bus up right in front of my house, right there in the street. And sure enough, the air would begin to release from the right side, and that bus would sit there and just very much lean to the right. So I had a dream one night. I mean, this is—I had a dream that the bus literally tipped over. Oh. Yeah, and it was bad. It was a bad dream. All three of my kids were, were under the bus. Oh. Yeah, not that's that I, a not, nightmare. Yes, yes, that's right. It wasn't just a dream. It was a nightmare. How long had you had the bus? When you had that dream? <laughs> 17 months, 16 oh. months. Okay. I, so all I know, it was towards the end. Yeah. So when the bus finally went, after owning it for about 18 months and you know, using it, it finally, you know, it, it breathed its last. 
and I tell you what, it was a sigh of relief on my part. You know, just yeah, you know, I just it was a lot of work. As nice as it was to travel down the road and pull up in front of a school, and you know, it was it was a wow. Oh, I'll bet the kids thought it, that was really oh, cool. Oh, yes. Oh, they wanted a tour of the bus, and they wanted to ride the bus. And yeah, it was something. So can I ask a question? When did you get, like, all the logos and all of the wording put on the bus? Well, that was fairly early on. Yeah, we, who we did that for it. you? It was a team effort, uh-huh. definitely, you know, um, repainting and, and applying the logos, okay. the Radical Life Support Team Rescue logo, the Rockin' a Generation was painted right. on the side. Because I can imagine going down the road and people seeing that. Right. And people asking you about it. Right. And, of course, you know, we had front of the bus, you know, where oftentimes they will have that placard that says the name of the destination of where you're going. Oh, yes. Right. Well, we had that. We had our set set God rules. Okay. So it was, you know. Right. I mean, it it was very, you had the Lord on it there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we were a moving billboard. Yeah. But like I say, it was it had the life of the whole. I would say we still talk about it to this day. People right. still ask about it. You know, where's the bus? And all of eighteen months, that was the, the, the life of the bus from the time we purchased it till the day it died. You know, so it was kind of like a season. Yeah, very when much. you traveled. <laughs> yeah, it was, a it was an eighteen month season of the life of Team Rescue. So when did it die? When did you decide? Oh, forget it. Well, we were going down the road in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and just it. Literally died. Yeah. It just stopped. No. So no more. It stopped. And, I'm tired. And, and of course, then we had to move it from there back to its home. You had to get it towed. We had to have it towed. And, but we were on our way to, yeah. again, the middle of nowhere. We were heading out to Spearfish, South Dakota, mm-hmm. Belfouche, heading out to Rapid City area, the Black Hills area, to mm-hmm. do schools for about 10 days. So we had to be picked up in a vehicle. Uh, I mean, we had somebody drive us an RV. Mm-hmm. They picked us up. We transferred all the gear into the RV with all the band members and the people who came down with the RV. You know, then they took care of the bus. They oh, towed they the bus you. back okay. to, uh, yeah. And, and then from there, it, you know, it was a little while. We had to decide what we were going to bus and fix it. The end result was no. We made the decision to put it back. Mm-hmm. So somebody came along and you know, purchased it for the, for the price of the tires. From there, I always wondered for years, for many, many years, wondered where what happened to, what happened to the bus. One day, I'm, I'm in my house there in, in Austin, and a young man was going through some pictures, going through some pictures, uh, watching a video, actually, of Team Rescue. Yeah. And in that video, up came a picture of the bus. And he goes, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, the, the bus. I go, yeah, well, that was that was our tour bus. That's mm-hmm. that's what we you know, built at Team Rescue, Radical Life Support, you know, travel it. He goes, no, the bus. He goes, I know. I, I've seen that bus. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I, I know where that bus is. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So sure enough, he gave me the address, the guy's name and number. And it wasn't far from where we were at right there. I mean, it was probably all of 25 miles from where we were sitting when, when this kid identified that he'd seen that bus. Yeah. So sure enough, you and I, right. back in June of 2014. 2014. We, six years ago. We searched it out. We found the bus. Right. We had pictures to prove it. We have it. pictures. We'll we post, walked yes. through the walked through the thing. You know, took a tour of the bus. To this day, the bus still it sits, still sits there. Sits the right guy who there. has it on his property has some other. Oh, he's got a, a, a like a collection. Yeah, a collector of, of unusual vehicles. Yeah. Strange. Unusual. I wonder how much he paid for that, or maybe he didn't. Right. Who yeah. knows. 
You know, you had it for a season. Right. Was it worth purchasing it? Because maybe at the time you thought it was cool, but it really ended up being kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Was it worth it? We're talking about it right now. I guess so, right. So, you know, <laughs> hindsight being what it is, <laughs> right. I think we would do a lot of things differently. Yeah, you probably All wouldn't have we, what, Which one of us would say, oh, no, I'd make no changes. Oh, no, I would never do. Oh, yeah. no, I would I would buy a ton more of those. Or I mean, yeah, looking back on things, you'd say, yeah, I should have maybe invested some stock in Nike or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have maybe thrown a few dollars at you know, that little can of spam or, or whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. You always can look back and have regrets. I do remember, though, during that season of the bus, I do remember it was the rowdiest, highest travel. I mean, it was it was our busiest time ever. Ever? Okay. Ever. And it wasn't because of the bus. It was just a perfect storm of unbelievable things coming together, schools wanting and needing uh, us to come in mm-hmm. and other groups like us to come in to speak to the students. We were in a position where we administratively were, were set up to be able to really uh, do a lot more traveling. It was the road? It was the year that I always remember that uh, we had 264 dates on the oh, calendar. Wow, that was a busy year. Yeah. Up until then, and then after then, we seemed to average around 150 dates a year. Uh-huh. So we, were, we did 264 dates. Wow. So we were busy. One of the things I remember personally about that time was just how being that busy, being that consumed, you know, really brings out a lot of emotion mm-hmm. in, a, in a person. And I don't know if it's so much an, an expression of emotion or if it's more of just it's an internal thing. But I can remember just this intense, you know, I was gone from home just so much. Right. This intense desire to, you know, to be with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my children, as they were growing up, all three of them now had been born and, and were growing up and were in different junior high, early grade school, and our youngest was, was not in school yet, so very much a, a toddler. Right. So when you're away, of course, you miss things. You miss all the stuff that goes on in, sure. in, in your family life. Uh, so I can remember a lot of just being a very intense time emotionally, just being gone. I mean, I had, my, of course, my 16-digit phone card number memorized, of course, so every time I saw phone, I just, just immediately went over many times a day, would type, you know, punch in that number yeah. on the pay phone, you know, usually it was a pay phone that I saw in the schools or the gas station, wherever we're at, and we'd call home, just touch base with the family, how's everybody, what you guys doing today, sure. you know, we're, so, we're at such and such a place, you know, so many times a day, you know, I would call. And, and you uh, didn't have the technology oh, today, we didn't you have, know? Well, eventually we got a bag phone. A bag phone? Yeah, a bag phone. You got the, the bag phone. You know, <laughs> so, you know, your, your cell phone was, was a bag phone, they called it. Okay. So, I mean, it wasn't a pocket smartphone. Oh, it wasn't a right. you know, flip phone. It was a bag phone, they called it. Yeah. You know, so it was about, it was about eight by ten, you know, about three inches thick and just kept it plugged into something all the time to keep that battery charged. It worked. I mean, but again, we traveled through the middle of nowhere a whole oh. lot, so there wasn't a lot of cell towers. Right. But, you know, enough to where it was pretty groovy to be able to have the bag for them, you know. And you see, you, you guys were hip. Yeah. Cool. It was just a team rescue bag right. for you know, Nobody, you know, traveling had a personal phone. Mm-hmm. So, yes, things have changed. Uh, you know, as we travel, we were writing letters all the time. And yeah. the band members, no matter where they were, they were sitting at a school waiting for something to start. Or there was a, you know, just a lull in the action. If they were, they were traveling down the road, they were just sitting there writing That's letters. That's just kind of what happens Thousands with a band, years. right? You, yeah. It's a trade-off. Yeah, I mean, I always said, I said, oh, I always said, oh, it'd be so great if all these kids would just come to us. 
Right. Why can't that school just pick up and just bring them all to? Yeah, come to, to you know, Minnesota. Right, I'll, I'll have an auditorium set up they can all come into and sure. just no, it doesn't work. Yeah. No, the band, the band uh, has to go to them. Got to go to them. You travel, it's a tour. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of that. But I remember it was just a very intense time. Great. I mean, it was a, it was a it, <laughs> let's just call it a great and horrible time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great, but it was also horrible. There was horrible things about you know being away from your family. Yes. You know, away from anything that, that is, in a sense, kind of normal. I mean, just mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, you, you set up normal on the bus. You set up normal on the road. You, you have your normal day, what it looks like. But usually what it looks like is so it's just so much work. And, we, and you do it on very little sleep. Eventually, we did have to request when we get to places, you know, the, a certain menu even. Oh, yeah. First, first of all, you just always, first thing your menu said was, please, no pizza. Because, you know, like in a given week, if you're at seven different places, it was seven different kinds of pizza. Yeah. And after a while, it was like, whoa, we just are pizza out, you know. So mm-hmm. you, we would usually, and in our rider, we usually requested a, a light meal, light salads. I mean, we just, we had to really request something that you would lean towards saying, hey, we, we just really need something uh, light and healthy. Because we're eating just so much heavy, you know, stuff. We eat a lot of casserole. Casseroles are good. Yeah, casseroles are <laughs> noodly and a lot of pasta dishes. And yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of life on the road. Team rescue, radical life support. Of course, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. Would I want to go back and do all that again? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, and you were younger, so you had oh, a lot boy. more energy, of course. Let's just yes. Think about it now. <laughs> Oh, I can remember traveling as young as 20 years old. Mm-hmm. But the bus was a VW bus. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've had five of those. So I've, in my mind right now, running through my mind are all the different looks of all the different vehicles. And yeah. we had a lot of vehicles throughout the year. I think one tour alone, we used seven different vehicles. Oh, because man. we would rent, we would borrow. I don't think we ever stole one, to my knowledge. Oh, well, I don't think we that ever stole one. No, no, no. no that's, to yeah. But we did beg and. We borrowed, we bought, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we just did whatever we could do. Did you break work. even on the on the bus? You probably we, lost money. We really, really need to talk about something. <laughs> we just move right out. And I'll bet gas and transportation wasn't uh, easy either. Trust me, if you buy a bus and you're, you're concerned about trans, if you're concerned about miles per gallon, yeah, you're buying the wrong vehicle. Right, so they've been. Different options. Right. Sweetheart, any yes. other questions concerning no, the no. bus? If not, what comes out of a talk like this? I, I, honestly, I don't know. Except that maybe somebody out there today just might be saying, any advice concerning purchasing a bus? <laughs> I can give a lot of advice. I have I have also advice I give to other people who are interested in boats. Oh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy a boat. I mean, come on. They don't say things like, you know, the two happiest days of a boat owner's life is the day they buy and the day they sell for a reason. I mean, there's a reason why you have these kind of funny sayings, you know. Well, you know, what does boat mean? Bust out another thousand. Because when they break, they're expensive to fix. So, yeah, I have advice. There. I just wanted you to share it because it's a part of the it history. Is. It's a part of the story. Yes. And, you know, it's a part of when you have to do ministry. Right. Depending, you know, ministry is work. Ministry is making decisions. Ministry is, entails a lot of different things. God uses it all. You learn from it and you move forward. Yes. And we just wanted to share that with a Teen Rescue family. It and- is definitely a fun and interesting part of a radical life. <laughs> 
gratifying. We hope you've enjoyed this month's Teen Rescue Podcast episode on the bus. If you know of anybody who would be interested in hearing this, please share with them and ask them to come and be a member of our Facebook page group. If you have any ideas for upcoming episodes or something you would like to share, please let us know at rickandrobinmoe at gmail.com. Remember to be sold out and radical for Jesus Christ.